Although you cannot change conditions or circumstance, you don't have to let them control you. We can't control what's going on outside, but we can control what's going on inside. You know, and unfortunately, I don't think many of us have been raised to really understand that. And if you've got a program that's not supporting you, then 95% of the day, your behavior will not support you because that program doesn't encourage you. If something outside of you is controlling your feelings and thoughts, then it makes you a victim to your environment. So then, yes. so you will be more victimized or more, you could be more of a victim to other things in your environment. People don't understand this consciously because it's a program subconsciously. So, so now, if you begin to strengthen your inner environment now, this is where our work comes in because we have research to show that when you place your attention right here in your heart, this center right here, this is, mm -hmm. this is the beginning of our divinity. This is our center of oneness, our wholeness. This is where we begin to feel love, gratitude, compassion, kindness, care, freedom, joy. Um, it's all these elevated emotions that are heartfelt emotion. A positive mental attitude is a generally constructive response to the stresses that face the average person every single day. A positive attitude is where you feel that you have the ability to control your world and to control your life. A positive attitude is a like a chicken and egg thing. If you're successful, you're positive. If you're positive, you're successful. Which comes first? It doesn't really matter, but we know this, is that positive thinkers are men and women who accomplish an awful lot more than people who have negative mental attitudes. In fact, we've come to the conclusion that positive thinking is really mental health and negative thinking is really mental illness. Now, if you look at the spectrum of people from the unhealthiest to the healthiest mentally, you'll find that at the very top, you have the happiest people with the highest self-esteem who are the most positive and outgoing. At the very bottom, you have the most negative and pessimistic people who often require drugs and hospitalization. Your job is to develop a positive mental attitude. Your job is to become thoroughly positive and constructive towards yourself and your possibilities and the world around you and the people in your life. There's always going to be ups and downs in life, man. There's always going to be bumps in the road, things that ain't going to go as planned. Unexpected stuff's going to happen. You're going to face some pain. You're going to face some tough times. And if you ain't trained your mind to be prepared for it and how to handle it, it's going to break you. The secret is to work on your mindset daily. Work on the way that you see the world. Otherwise, you'll live your whole life seeing the world through someone else's eyes. You'll be a creature of circumstance. You'll be a victim of your life and not the master of it. Most people use their imagination, they use it the wrong way. They imagine what won't work. They imagine something uh, bad happening. Um, what should we imagine more often every day? We should imagine you should see yourself where you want to be. Mm -hmm. You got to live there. Well, when you reach a goal, you're going to act like you're already there. It's already happened intellectually the second you think about it. It's already happened emotionally when you're emotionally involved with it. So it's only a period of time until it manifests in physical form. Right. But because it's not in physical form, we act like we haven't got it yet. Yeah. Well, so that's why most people stay stuck because they're acting like they haven't got it yet. Before you can do something, you first must be something. Mm -hmm. So you've got to be it intellectually. You've got to be it emotionally. It's like Solomon says, as a person thinks in their heart, the emotional mind. So we cause it all to happen the way we think. 
and the way we stay locked into ideas. No one knows enough to be a pessimist about anything. And that each and every one of us, when we close our mind to what is possible for us or what is possible for humanity, closes off the genius that resides and lives in each and every one of us. Having an open mind doesn't necessarily mean uh, finding fault with all of the things that you've been taught by others. It means opening yourself up to the potentiality and the possibility that anything and everything is possible. So your forebrain is the builder, it's the designer, it's the CEO. And when you begin to speculate possibilities, when you start to think about a better way to do something or something you want to experience or something you want to do or some future event. It's an amazing phenomenon because researchers are beginning to show that not only do we remember a past, but the brain actually can remember a future. And so how does it do that? Well, because the forebrain has connections to all other parts of the brain, it can take a little bit of that knowledge from a specific neural network and a little bit of experience and, and another neural network of knowledge and another neural network of experience and it can seamlessly piece it together to create a new level of mind and then your brain gets a picture or an image and then you transfix your mind on that image and those neurons string into place that begin to fire and wire together and every time you remind yourself what you want to experience, you're reinforcing the circuitry in your brain to begin to install the hardware for you to actually experience that future event. In other words, the brain already looks like it's already had the event. Now that's super cool because it really says then that we're remembering a future potential. A corollary of the law of cause and effect is the law of attraction. This is one of the most important of all mental laws in explaining what happens to you. This law says that like attracts like. It says that you inevitably attract into your life the people, ideas, circumstances, and opportunities that are in harmony with your dominant thoughts. Because this is a law, you cannot think one thing and attract something else. Whatever you are thinking about, most of the time, you're drawing into your life from all directions. This is why fuzzy goals bring fuzzy results. Clear goals bring clear results because your level of self-confidence is directly tied to how effective you feel you are in achieving your goals. It is very important that you know exactly what it is you want and that you think of nothing else. Another mental law, also a corollary of the law of cause and effect, is the law of correspondence. This law says that your outer world tends to correspond to your inner world. Your outer world of health, wealth, and relationships will be a reflection of the way you think about each of these subjects. There's a saying that thoughts held in mind produce after their kind. Your thoughts and goals are like seeds and your mind is like fertile soil. Whatever seeds, positive or negative, clear or unclear, you are planting into your mind will grow in your reality. Whatever you are reaping or experiencing today is the result of what you have sown in the past. Since your mind is not a vacuum, it doesn't remain empty. Like a garden, either flowers or weeds will grow. 
Your thoughts are the most powerful forces in your universe. They are both creative and causative. Every minute of every day, they are forming the world around you. As Shakespeare said, nothing is but thinking makes it so. Your life is what your thoughts make it. Another principle that affects your life is called the law of concentration. This is an important principle in determining the development and maintenance of your self-confidence. The law of concentration, as mentioned earlier, says that whatever you dwell on continually grows in your reality. Thinking about a subject, dwelling on it continually is like watering and fertilizing a seed. Concentration causes it to grow faster in your experience. The more you dwell on any goal or subject, the more of your mental capacities are dedicated to making that goal or subject a reality. The law of concentration explains why unwavering dedication to a single purpose goes hand in hand with all great accomplishment. The ability to concentrate without diversion on a single subject to the exclusion of all others explains why ordinary people achieve extraordinary things. Peter Drucker once said that whenever you find something getting done, you find a monomaniac with a mission. Because of this mental law, when an average individual with average capabilities brings all of his or her mental powers to bear on the achievement of a single goal, often far more can be accomplished than a seemingly more fortunate person whose energies are dispersed by having several goals at once, or as quite commonly happens, no goals at all. The law of substitution states that your conscious mind can only hold one thought at a time, positive or negative. Whatever thought is held continuously in your conscious mind will eventually be accepted by your subconscious mind as an instruction or command. Your subconscious mind in harmony with these other mental laws will go to work 24 hours per day to bring your dominant thought or idea into reality. Your subconscious mind is inordinately powerful. It is the repository of all your emotions, beliefs, values, attitudes, and feelings. All your thoughts and feelings throughout life are stored in your subconscious. The development of the unshakable self-confidence that you desire requires that you step up to your mental computer and take every step necessary to program self-confidence deep into your subconscious mind. Your self-confidence is closely connected to your self-esteem and to how much you like yourself. Dr. Nathaniel Brandon calls self. Esteem your reputation with yourself. It is how you feel about yourself and your abilities in relation to any situation that determines how much you like yourself and consider yourself to be a valuable and worthwhile person. The more you like yourself, the better you do. The flip side of self-esteem is what psychologists call self-efficacy. Self-efficacy is a measure of how effective and competent you feel you are to perform a particular task or to achieve your goals. This is called performance-based self-esteem. What this means is that if your self-confidence and your belief in yourself are determined by your self-esteem or how much you like yourself is determined by how capable you feel you are in any given set of circumstances. For example, if a problem comes up at work or home and you are so familiar with it that you can solve it quickly and correctly, your self-efficacy and your self-esteem go up. You feel more capable and confident and more willing to take on other challenges and difficulties 
you feel more positive and optimistic. You feel like an excellent person. If, on the other hand, a problem or difficulty came up and you were unable to do anything to solve it and you felt frustrated or ineffective yourself, esteem would suffer and yourself, confidence would go down. You would feel negative about yourself and your abilities. You might even become angry or depressed. You would feel powerless rather than powerful. That's why they say in playing poker, the winners laugh and tell jokes while the losers say, shut up and deal. The law of cause and effect applies to everything you are today and to everything that you become. If the effect that you desire is high and unshakable levels of self-confidence, then it is necessary that you engage in the same behaviors practiced by others who enjoy high and unshakable levels of self-confidence. And you will soon experience high levels of self-confidence yourself. Studies conducted on thousands of men and women who have moved from ordinary to extraordinary performance and who have moved from feelings of inadequacy to feeling great about themselves show that there is a direct cause effect relationship between competence and mastery on the one hand and self-confidence on the other. To attain this wonderful, healthy feeling of optimal performance, you need clear goals, challenging standards, regular feedback, total concentration, step-by-step -step success, and a feeling that you are expanding your capabilities to a new, higher level. When you have created a situation in which you experience all of these, you sense that you are working at the outer edge of your own personal envelope. You feel that you are getting progressively better and better at something you are ideally suited to do, and that while you are still working within the range of your capabilities, you are stretching yourself at every moment when you are caught up in this kind of experience. You often lose track of time. You become unaware of hunger, thirst, or fatigue. You feel calm and clear, headed and euphoric. Tests show when you are in this state of flow, your brain releases endorphins, nature's happy drug which causes you to feel happy and energized. Often, while you are in this state, the rest of the world seems to slow down.